Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Get on up! Get on up! <laughs> I can't do it on this. <laughs> you, hey, you do the horse. You, you do the horse sound better than I do. So. <laughs> 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 I hope that makes it to the If podcast. you don't pass the bar, you can be a master of sound effects. Master of sound effects. Hey, before we get rolling, we got cold, we got earthquakes, we've got hailstorms. What the hail? I said H A I L for those people that are out there that judge me right now. We got spy ships, we've got generals predicting wars, we got Israel striking. A lot of places in our, I mean, we got lots of stuff to talk about today. We've got some leading up to the tribulation stuff that's going to blow your mind. Whoa. It, it, yeah. In a, an intangible, real way, blow your mind. Wow. Uh, we're going to talk about Kevin Sorbo today. We got a chance to see him down in Dallas a couple years back. So, yeah. I mean, we got a lot of stuff coming and we're going to talk about the red horse, the rider on the red horse. So it's going to be, going to be a big show. Going to be a big show. That's why I wore my red. Not really. Three weeks from today, three, count them, three weeks from today. Hallelujah. I'll be we taking can actually have a friendship again, again, <laughs> again, again. Where's Dan? I don't know. Are you somewhere? Well, I'll start a relationship. Dan is lost. <laughs> Why? Because he's studying. For what? For the state bar of California. I'm going to tell him to pass this test. I've been studying hard, hard, hard. Thanks for saying good morning, Crystal. It's great to have you on today. Invite other people to join us. I know it's late uh, where you might be. Or where are you located anyway? Let us know where you're located. Yeah, it's going to be three weeks from today. We're going to have to record that show, by the way. What? I know. I can't do a live. I'll be in the middle of a test. And they don't let cameras in there. Dude, we, we can do it live. Yeah, yeah. Morning, Danya. Hey, we're outside the testing facility. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might just make a trip out there just for that. I got a five minute break. I can be Dan Aykroyd. You can be hey, Chevy Chase. That's right. So, GJ, how was how big was your week before we get involved in all this craziness that's happening around the world right now? Hey, it's all good on my end. I'm healthy. I'm happy. Chiefs won Super Bowl bound. Wow, Tim Mulroy, how how you doing from Arizona? It's good to see you. So your Kansas City and the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be pairing up. Now, I just want to let you know that this Super Bowl is going to be the most Christmassy Super Bowl of all time. Green and red. Green and red. That's right, baby. Red and green. Red and green. Let's go with red and green since Chiefs put them first. And, all right. and we got the red horse today. And we got the red horse. Wow. 
Well, it's a great weekend. Spent some uh, time with the fam. We didn't ask. I know you didn't. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Spent some time with the fam on Sunday. <clears throat> Actually took a break. My wife said, take a break, Dan. And then also take some dopamine. Because <laughs> you got to calm down. Yeah. Yeah. We we know. Anyway, we should probably just jump right in. Because we, we have literally... Literally, not figuratively, we literally have a lot to talk about today. I don't know about that, and I don't know what I posted, and I really got nothing, and I don't know who posted what, so I'm just I'm just prefacing it. I doubt well, if I posted anything, even when he says I did. Well, you posted this one this morning. I mean, it was on there, End Times Chat on Telegram, people. Go check us out on Telegram. We'll actually show a little bit more about where we can find us a little bit later. Um from the website, but GJ, you want me to just, I mean, it's an eight minute long video. So I don't, I don't think you need to do the video though. I think either if you just did the screenshot of some of it and right there is a perfect spot. So let me do, I don't know what that don't or don't or do is, but if you can get rid of that, that'd be great. Oh, you just, uh, uh, we're there. So they're calling this the battle zone, the weather battle zone. So you got cold air coming down from Canada. You got the warm warm air coming up from the here I am doing hand things and you can't even see it. <laughs> so you got warm air coming up from the Gulf of Mexico. Thank you. So you got warm air coming up from the south, cold air coming up from the north. So it's gonna be really cold in the north, really warm in the south. Duh. However, in that middle where they collide, which they're calling it the battle zone, you're gonna have freezing rain and it's already starting in that area as of this morning. So it's going to be a slippery time through uh, parts of Texas and Arkansas and Tennessee, Kentucky, and they do not know how to drive in snow, let alone ice. That is 100% true. I actually was reading about this. It said that they were going to, they're expecting probably the coldest and uh, most dangerous ice storm that they've seen in that area for, uh, well, a really long time. For this year. For the, for this year. <laughs> Coldest in this year, that's for sure. I, hey, hey, so I, and Dan and I were talking about this right before we came on. I go, what's the temperature like there? Because he was saying it was cold. And I'm like, man, it's cold here. And I'm like, yeah, this is supposed to be the coldest this year. I'm like, no, Christmas had sub-degree weather. I had to go buy a heater for my garage. That's how cold it was. And he goes, oh, that was last year. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad you said it. Yeah, it's I mean really, really cold. And actually here in Northern California, we we hit like 28. Whoa. I mean that's pretty cold for where that's we like, that's a heat wave here right now. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean they're Tahoe's getting slammed of just so much snow, which is actually a good thing. We need some water out here in California, although too much water at once can uh, be a crazy thing. So Pebble Beach, this is not on my plan to talk about, but Pebble Beach. Hey, are we going to play golf? I would love to go play golf, but maybe not for a while because Especially if you're, if you're buying. All right. But if you uh Oh, you heard it, people. You heard it. I didn't make any commitments. He's buying a round <laughs> of golf for me. Make any at commitments. Beach. That's hilarious. So in any event, there's one of those holes is actually right on the ocean. Right on the ocean. Hole number 17. Yes. And these guys were taking video and they said, look at that wave coming in. It's crashing over. And they're watching it, watching it. And all of a sudden, they say, 
it's going to hit us. And they took off. They left their clubs. They left their carts. <laughs> running, running, running as fast, fast as they could. And it did. It took out hole number 17. And their carts were in water. And then the water kind of receded. There was a rogue wave that hit. And uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, Eric, that's right. I guess where you are down in Loomis, down in that little valley area, it gets a little colder down there from where we are up here. But uh, yeah, 26 for Eric Emberg down in uh, Loomis, wow. too far away from where we are. So, so my question is, did they get their clubs back? I don't know. I, I really don't. This guy was right. You know, it's it funny. They were taking this video and all of a sudden, oh, you know how when somebody starts running and they're still filming, the camera's <laughs> like, <laughs> why are we laughing? <laughs> Because these guys, well, these guys survived. That's why. That's why I can laugh about it. But I mean, it was. That's how much. I'm worried about the clubs. <laughs> I'm worried about the clubs. I'll go find them later. I'll go. I'll do some diving and find them later. Thanks for having the video, by the way. Hey, I just thought about it just now. Hey, yeah, we have. Yeah. We have. Uh, I think I'm not sure if I posted. I think I did. You I did. I, all you. All, all you. Me. Parts of Pakistan were just uh, slammed with 6.3 magnitude earthquake. Unfortunately, you know, there's there's been some deaths there, which we we never really want to see. But um, anyway, uh, earthquakes happening. And I think I I think I may have put it in the description today. But there are some things we're going to talk about that are directly from what Jesus said. Of, I mean, he said there will be earthquakes in various places. There will be signs in the sun, moon and stars. And they'll be perplexed by the strange tides like what happened on Pebble Beach. So. All crazy stuff is going on. But this one, man, this is the one I really wanted to talk about today uh, as far as the weather. So Europe has experienced, again, we've been seeing this all over the place when they, when they give news stories, a record number of hailstorms in 2022 for the second year in a row. And so what that reminded me of is that in, Ro in Revelation 16, Verses 17 to 21, it actually speaks of the coming of an unprecedented hailstorm that will occur after the pouring of the seventh vile judgment, which is one of the uh, one of the judgments we're going to talk about in the coming weeks. So record number of hailstorms. And these right here are these little dots are actually where they where they were. I mean, just check that out, man. It's a lot of hailstorms. I mean, what the hail? I know. I was, I was, I was thinking, what can I say? And I'm, I'm just being quiet here. It's all you. It's all you. Well, I mean, that, there's a lot going on still in uh, the weather and in the stars. We don't. We have. I don't have anything new to report on the uh, any cosmic sightings. Whoa, dude! I posted something. What? You did not. Yeah, asteroid. I think it's the same asteroid you talked about last week, though. Oh, that's why I didn't pop it up there. Yeah, same asteroid as last oh, week. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. Well, you know, but give an update. What's the update? Hey, it's still in the news. What's the update? It was just say hey, you can see it. Now it's it's gone. See you later. Next topic. <laughs> All right. Well, Jesus also said it was green. It was a green one. Wars and rumors of wars. I know this was you. I don't know. Because you can't see it. I don't know. Hey, but before you go there, you know. And maybe you're going to pop this one out because, all right, so that earthquake was in Pakistan, right? Yeah. Plus, they had a major bombing at a mosque. Oh, that is coming up later. Yes, we do. Uh, we do have oh, that. I'm, I'm glad I. That's actually, actually, we'll talk about it right now because it's in the world's wars and rumors of wars uh, section. 
So there was like 300 people at this mosque, and then a bomber went in there, and so far 59 people have been confirmed uh, dead. I don't know who's taken, I don't think anybody's taken credit for it. So what caught my attention is, you know, anytime a church is bombed with people in it, you know, there's definitely something there. And, you know, we're seeing it on different types. You know, it doesn't matter what religion, churches are, are getting exposed in different ways. And and obviously, this is the year 5783. One of the things they talk about is it's a year of exposure. So anyway, again, persecution rises in the end days, and we're seeing that on a global scale. Yeah, I don't have that news story out for some reason. That's okay. But- That's okay. Keep moving on. Moving no, no, no. on up. Number three in the wars, rumors of wars was going to be that one, but for some reason I didn't pop it up there. I got ahead of myself because I finally realized I had one. Now the yeah. rest, of, rest of them are you. I'm going to kick back. No, this is all you right here. It's all you. Major shipment. Come on. Tell us what's going on. Well, Biden is, you know, t- so he made a formal announcement. They're going to ship more U.S. equipment, tanks to the Ukraine. They've also talked about F-16s, although that hasn't been confirmed that they're going to send F-16s. So anyway, the tensions continue to escalate between Ukraine and Russia, and our administration here is sending equipment over there to help support it, which I think is a bad, a bad, bad choice. Yeah, not just a bad choice. Actually, the leaders in Moscow have had made it very clear that sending any tanks or any kind of equipment like that or even fighter jets to Ukraine is an act of war in and of itself. Correct. Yeah, they. it just continues to escalate over in that area, and we definitely need to keep an eye on these things. And then this one, we we found there's this ship, I guess, off the Russian spy ship off the coast of Hawaii, kind of just loitering there. Yeah, yeah, they, and, and nobody can say why. Although it's the good news is they did actually know that know it was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, unlike the asteroids, I trust it's going to say that except the asteroids. At least they know where the ship is, but they can't see the asteroids till so they're right on top of us. Oh, there's an asteroid. Oh my god, we didn't pick that up. So, what's up with this ship in uh, in the Pacific? Well, again, it, there's not a, a lot of detail about this. From what I've learned, it's just, again, a spy ship from Russia is there, like you said, loitering. And as we've said many, many times on here, some of these countries, it's like they're big leaguing, they're puffing out their chest, and they're they're showing, you know, they're, they're posturing, we are here. And then with what, what you just said about any country that's going to help support Ukraine, Russia's saying, hey, that's an act of war against us. So is that a sign of strength? Is that a sign that, hey, we're getting ready to do something, you know, because we gave you that warning? Who knows? So anyway, again, wars and rumors of war, we have, we're seeing it all, all over the globe. Well, I just have one thing to say, is that if you're a spy ship and you can get seen that quickly, you're not doing a good job. <laughs> I'm saying... That's all I'm saying. You're not a very good spy. Not a very good spy. Uh, which tells me that there's a reason why they allowed themselves to be seen. True. 
So, I mean, I'm, I'm not a war analyst, but I would just say that these are the rumors of wars that were that Jesus, I, I believe, was talking about. So, yeah. Well, w- one thing, one thing before I go off that is that, okay, in the art of war, it's like, okay, if you see it over here, what's happening over here? So it's, it's like misdirection. I mean, that misdirection is like Army 101. Totally. Get them focused on this while we go over here and do come around. There's some very successful magicians that have made a living doing that very same thing. I'm not one of them. No, neither am I. I do not have the sleight of hand gift in, gifting. So uh, you have the slide of bar and pass it. I'm, I'm going right, to slide right past that bar. <laughs> and I'm going to take Don't it down. Slide down the bar, slide over the bar. <laughs> well, okay. So both of us over the last three weeks have talked about Israel and the U.S. and what's going on in that area of the world uh, and also Iran. So Iran, as we reported a couple of weeks back, sent two warships to the Panama Canal to be stationed there. Talking about how Australia and France tried to stop them and that they did everything legal to move on in international waters. And then a week later, we see that U.S. and Israel is doing their the, probably the I think what they said was the largest military joint military drill campaign that they've ever done. Yep. And this happens. Tell us what this is, GJ. Well, again, the tensions between Israel, Iran is happening, and as Dan said, Iran is starting to show their own strength. And part of the reason why we talk about Iran is because we talk about Gog and Magog, and Iran is to the north. And it's very clear Iran hates Israel. And so there's tons and tons of tension there. And so a lot of things are really, I mean, in the end days, things are all tied back to Israel. That's the main focus. And then, and then Iran being other parts of the world that it really has nothing to do with where they're, where they're at. There's something there as well. And one of the things I thought about with the Panama Canal and then the Russia ship off of Hawaii, you know, is that, is Iran and, and Russia in cahoots? You know what? I think that they might be. I mean, there's there's a map. I can't remember if, I, if I'm going to show it during the show or not because I have a bunch of tabs open to show for this show today. But there's a map that talks about how China is connected to Iran because they have this some some kind of an agreement together as well as Afghanistan. Let me remind everybody about that. And then, of course, Russia has had a lot of conversations with China. And I think if the two of those ever got together, that'd be one of the largest red armies that you could ever even talk about or even imagine. I mean, the the number the sheer number of troops alone is enough to take out any country. Yeah, and and so going back to this is uh, the an Iranian military plant was. Targeted by a drone strike. Yeah, one of those drones was taken down, and then the other two uh, exploded right above the target, I believe, from what I remember reading. But, it, you know, Israel, American officials discussed new ways to combat their Iranian operations. So Iran is moving forward. And there's, again, rumors that Iran has already had the capability of, of arming a nuclear weapon. And look, we're not saying all this to scare everybody. We want you to be aware. Wars and rumors of wars. These things are supposed to happen. And Jesus says, don't be alarmed because it is the beginning of the end. And when this happens, you need to look up for your redemption is coming. 
and it's coming near. So this one really shocked me. And when a U.S. general steps out and predicts war with China in 2025, you know, I, I tend to pay attention to something like that. Now, why would he come out and say that? We could speculate all day. We don't really know. There could be some kind of a communication that's happening there. Because here's the deal. We, we, Gigi, we should probably talk about this one time. We actually take things at face value too much. We trust, we trust, uh, let me just put it to you this way. We trust the government too much. We trust leaders too much. We trust pastors too much. We put all this faith and energy into trusting those who are in authority. Jesus didn't say trust them. He said, pray for them. He said, pray for them. He didn't say trust them. He said, pray for them because they have the authority to take your life. I mean, that's just the bottom line. So he said, pray for them. But I want to tell you right now, Paul also said that no leader is in position that God has not already designed to be there for a purpose and for a reason. So when all these things happen, there's, I mean, God's got the master plan. He's got it all set aside for us as far as what's going to happen. But when a U.S. general starts to predict war with China in literally two years and tells their officers actually to start getting ready and preparing for it, you know, you kind of wonder what's going on. What are your thoughts on that one, GJ? Well, when I saw 2025, I'm like, okay, why 2025? So I'm like, there's something to that, whether we'll ever know about it or not. The other thing is going back to, you know, putting your trust in man. I mean, we, we want to trust in each other. We want to trust in, in, in people. We want to be able to trust the government. However, man is man, man is human, and the human race is fallible, which means they make mistakes. We see it all the time, including Dan and myself. I know it's more Dan than me. Yes, I said it. I said it. That's my judgment. Um, <laughs> but we're humans, and, and humans sin. And, and, we're, and so, so with that, the only trust, and I had this, this uh, dialogue last night, our daughter started college, so our, our youngest started college yesterday, and she was given some of the things, and I said, you know, that you can only find peace and trust in Jesus. We can look at it in all these other places. They're all, typically, they're in the wrong places, and the only thing that you can truly count on is Jesus and our Father God, and uh, the only way to get to God is through Jesus, and being ready at any moment. I mean, we can say, yeah, you know, look to the skies and, and, you know, redemption, you know, what can you do to redeem yourself right now? And Jesus is there to redeem you. God loves you. He, he wants you to succeed. And there's people that, I mean, I say this all the time, Pe people woke up today and they're going to die today. They didn't plan on waking up and dying today. And even some of them that have disease, they know they're they come to the end, but they didn't say, "Well, today's the day." And so you you never know what's going to happen, and that's why you always got to be ready. And and for like us, I had this conversation with Brian Veneri, and who's been on this show, and good friend of Dan's, not not so much me, but you you for sure. And we're like, okay, all these things that are happening, you've got to be ready. And we, we have a level of peace because if something bad happens, I know where I'm going to spend eternity. And everybody's going to be faced with that. And every knee shall bow. And a lot of people are going to think, oh, my gosh, I should have. But it's too late. That's why, you know, now's the time. Never put off what you can do right now, especially when it comes down to your level 
of salvation in spending, you know, eternity. You can spend it in hell. You can spend it in heaven. And uh, I choose heaven. Yeah, me too. Well, if you can't find us next week, guess where we're going to be? In times dot chat. In times dot chat. Yeah. And every single week we upload the most recent broadcast. So you should be able to see that on there sometime in the next 24 hours. And if you want to catch up with anything in the past, or if you want to just listen to us on podcast, you can actually connect to our podcast. We have all these different channels we're on. And you can find us on Liftable, YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, Telegram, True Channel, True Social, I should say. Twitter, by the way. Yeah, which I don't have the link because you need to give that to me. Okay. Yeah, and then thanks. thanks. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're still trying to work out what that's going on with that. But SoundCloud and Google. But are we? Yes. Yes. As soon as the bar is over, I'm all over it. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying, but hey, you know, that's what happens. And we also have a couple sponsors. We got Faithfully Fit and Free. TargetOnMyBack.org and GJ, the big one. One share. One share. That's their jingle. I'm not sure if you're aware of it or not. <laughs> yes, yeah, we just created it. <laughs> yeah, you do it first and I do it afterwards. Go ahead. Let's do it one more time. One share. One share. That's a really good jingle. I think we should, I think they should sign us on in a contract. Anyway, uh, <laughs> end times chat or end times chat.tv, either one will work. Go there and check us out and support our sponsors. Moving on, GJ. Moving on up. Leading out to the tribulation. I mean, I think you're the one who posted this one. So I'm going to let you fly with it. But this was uh, not shocking, unfortunately. But here we are. So lately, there's been, well, this is a police officer. We've seen it in the National Hockey League. The guy didn't resign. But people are, are starting to stand up for traditional marriage. And this is one, this is an observation. A lot of things that we see that's God-ordained, we've tended, in my opinion, as a whole, we've gotten soft, and, and instead of staying firm, no, this is right or this is wrong. You know, and obviously, traditional marriage has been a hot topic. Abortion, um, I mean, we could go down the list. Uh, what we're seeing, though, is people are starting to stand up. However, when they're standing up for what they believe, they're getting pushed back. And then it says in the Bible, there will be perilous times, there will be persecution, you know, elevated in the end days, and we're seeing it. So we're seeing people stand up for what they believe is right, and and in God's eyes. And then, you know, they're being they're given choices, and usually the choices aren't very good. So in this case, an officer believed in traditional marriage between a man and a woman, and he resigned. I don't know all the detail behind the scenes, but it's just it's showing that you know 50 this is the year of 5783 a year of exposure so people are going to start standing up for what what they believe is right that they may not have been standing up before and the per persecution is happening in the workplace and in different companies and they're advertising and so anyway this guy this police officer resigned and he's like I'm not going to go against something that I don't believe in yeah he was pressured too i mean that was one of the biggest things is that the the force pressured him and I know that there's some law stuff surrounding Facebook, social media, and whether or not somebody speaks in the capacity of a police officer for the city or for the county or for the state for that matter. But still, he was not speaking in the capacity and he should have uh, free speech. That's a whole other conversation that we can have after I pass the bar. So I can offer some legal advice during that time. Right now, I can just report on it. So, Makala from India, thank you so much for joining us. Please let all your 
all your friends over there know and pastors and uh, leaders over there to to watch us on on YouTube or Facebook. We'd love to have you join us. Or go to endtimes.chat. Check everything Woo! over there. Woo! Good, good save. So, yeah, right. So you posted this one, GJ. This one is about all the countries in all the countries in Africa. Now, this is a it's a long video, it's 11 minutes. So let me just fast forward to him where maybe where he has a map. Well, really, really, all you need to see is the 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 cover photo. That that, that yeah, because the video, yeah, that's was too long. Yeah, very I long. I don't know if you can show the cover photo. I don't know. Well, just go keep on going. I'll look. Well, it, they're talking about there's a plan to create a united Africa. And so all the different countries in Africa come together for one accord. So that's that's just being discussed. What reason I, I caught caught my attention is that in and I don't and we don't know when that is, Dan can probably articulate better than I can, is that there will be ten bodies or ten ten countries, ten unions. Kingdoms, kingdoms. Kingdoms, kingdoms, thank you. That rule the world, ten, and then they slowly go down all the way down to one. Yes. Not only that, but what uh, Daniel talks about is that uh, that three of those kingdoms will be uprooted by one uh, leader. Three, three kings will be uprooted by one king, and then those three will unite into one. Then that one will be the one that rules over all the others. Speaking of which, what a great segue because of this. So I, I saw this on Instagram, you know, as I'm scrolling through science and technology came out with an article just recently. So this is just this in the last couple of weeks. And I want to point out something about the, the year it is right now and the year that it says that we may reach singularity. So it's 2023 science and technology is coming out with this in seven years, humanity may reach singularity. Well, that my friends, is 2030. 2030, if you think back, is when the United Nations wants to complete their 17-item initiative in order to have a global economy, a global government, and a global takeover of the banking system. So I'm not saying that's when Jesus is coming back or that's when the tribulation starts, but I'm just saying that the numbers are interesting to me. And the fact that this article came out and talks about how, and you can read it, you can look it up in, in Science Technology Magazine, that in seven years, we all might reach this kind of single pole, if you will, or everyone is united in some way. So, thoughts, GJ? Well, and that <clears throat> United Nations is called Agenda 2030. Yes, it is. So, so you can go research that. And, and like Dan says, they're, they're, they put it right out there what their 17 focus points are. Now, some of them, it appears good. And like we share on the show time and time again, a lot of times it appears to be good when you start looking at under the hood, so to speak, uh, it's not so good. So going back to 2030, it, there's a lot of things that we've talked about over the last couple of years, and we're seeing how it's, converging to the year 2030. Now, whether it happens in 2030, that's a target date and a target year. And we're seeing more and more things that are becoming targeted for by 2030, by this date in 2030, you know? And as we know, processes take time, technology take time. 
adoption takes time. And we've seen what can happen in a two-year window <laughs> globally. And now I believe that can happen even at a greater rate and a faster rate. And so when I see that seven-year, you know, I've said, and me and Brian actually talked about this this morning, because, uh, you know, our good friend Jimmy Evans, you know, he, he, he's, he's like, hey, Jesus can come back any moment. And I believe that. I just feel in my heart, my discernment, there's a sense of revival going to happen before the rapture of the church, which is anybody that's saved, they will be all of a sudden gone, taken to heaven. And uh, I've, I've said since I became a Christian as a teenager that, hey, I'm going in the rapture. So I've been saying that my whole life. I'm going in the rapture. So I believe we're at that precipice more so than ever before. And forget what they call it. It's the, it's not the atomic clock, but there's a clock, the end times clock. And I don't know what the exact terminology is for it. Maybe that's what it's called, but they just changed it to, to, uh, one more notch closer to like midnight or the end, the end days. So on a global scale, that's happening. That has nothing to do with being a Christian or not being a Christian. So you're seeing this convergence regardless of your belief. That's right. Well, I want to point out one more thing about this article that is that's in your the, singular, That's your singular? Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and read it for everyone. Just to take, a, take a minute to read it. In the world, and I'm going to point something out about it after I get done reading it. It says, in the world of artificial intelligence, singularity refers to the moment AI or artificial intelligence exceeds beyond human control and rapidly transform society. Now, although it's difficult to predict where it begins and nearly impossible to know what's beyond this technological event horizon, researchers are on the hunt for science. Now, here's the key. A translation company developed a metric called time to edit to calculate the time it takes for professional human editors to fix generated translations compared to human ones. This could potentially help quantify the speed toward singularity. Now, keep in mind, I'm one more paragraph, and I'm going to go into why I think this is important. Bottom line, an artificial intelligence capable of translating speech as well as a human could very well change society, even if the true technological singularity remains ever elusive. Now, why do I think that's important? Well, if you look back to Genesis and you read, and we just read through this, GJ, this past month, reading through the Bible again, but the Tower of Babel, when that was put together and built, everyone was of one language. So when, when God saw that and saw that he said nothing, they cannot, they can accomplish anything. And so we need to confuse the speech. So that's according to the Old Testament is when all the languages came into play because God confused the speech. Now, if you think about what that means, as far as the end times is concerned, one world government, one world religion, one world financial system, why not have some kind of artificial intelligence that could actually translate each other's language into something that you can understand right away? And so that now we're kind of reaching this point of all speaking the same language again. And there's nothing that we could not accomplish according to what God says. So I think that's why this is super important for us to understand is that if we're that close, potentially, then what we're about to share with you about the red horse after we talked about the white horse is going to make much more sense. We could spend a lot more time on that, but we got to get to Kevin Sorbo. What's up with Kevin Sorbo these days? We just came out with a movie. Let's 
called Rise of the Antichrist. So it's it's part of the Left Behind series. So that movie just came out, and I haven't seen the film. I know it's going to be a great film, and it's it's another one of the series that you know if you haven't seen any of them, then you know you can watch this and still understand what's going on. But it's about the rapture has happened, and you know what happens next, and that's what really the premise of the movie. Wow. Well, the last Left Behind movie there there was starred Nicolas Cage in the lead role of uh, Rayford Steele. Sorbo took on that part in the new film, so I, I guess uh, Nicolas Cage was not available. But here we go. Kevin Sorbo is a good second. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see this. Actually, I think it comes out on uh, Thursday, and it's gonna be it's gonna be around. Or was it last Thursday? But it was it's last good, Thursday. Limited release, and hopefully, if it actually gets extended then we should be able to see it in theaters but if not i'll be watching it on tv because i'd love to see this one yeah so here's a interesting tidbit is like when a film comes out how it does that first weekend determines how long it stays in the theater and then you know if it continues to have success they'll keep it in the theaters because it's making money so if you there's a film you're thinking about going because you really want to see it in a theater the best time to go is when you know, that first two to four days it comes out because that can open up more theaters or it could actually shrink the number of theaters, which means it's going to li limit the amount of time it's in theaters. So uh, you want to support a film, that's a great way to do it. Well, I just looked it up and found out it's just down the road at Studio Movie Grill at my, where I live at 7 o'clock tonight. So apparently it made it through the weekend. It's staying in some of the theaters, at least at least one, at least one show today. So I, uh, I might go see that. Yeah, and and take some time off from studying for the bar, and that will relax you, and you will be a nicer friend to many, to many. I'm not so sure watching a movie about the to rise. Many, at least one, at least one, <laughs> at least one. All right. Why are you looking at me? Why are you looking I at me? Know. I don't know. I just here's another thing that I didn't post in the chat, but I wanted to kind of talk about it. Oh, so you're holding back? Well, I just because I thought about it this morning. No, because you're like, oh, GJ, I jump on that one. Oh, no, no. no I, 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 this is starting to come. And no. We're starting to see your agenda. 2030. Agenda, not 2030. <laughs> agenda 2023. So here, this is not, actually not something that I saw on the news. It's just my, my wife and I, about a couple weeks ago, we noticed that when we got loan reception, on the top of the screen, I'm not sure if you can see this, but on the top, oh, you can't see it now. But on the top of the screen, where they have that, you can't really see that. Where we cannot they, see it. Where they have it's the bars. Us. I know. Where they have the bars. And, and thanks for big league at us. Oh, I got an iPhone 14. You don't. I do not. I have an iPhone 12. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, I'm hanging hey, tight. Hey. Hanging tight. In any event, they, at the top of the screen, they added this new three-letter word, or not word, but three letters at the top, S-O-S. And so I thought, what's going on here? Because... My wife had it on hers when she didn't have great reception. And then it happened to mine when we were up on some hill somewhere and it just lost reception. It said SOS. I found out what that is. So with the new, with the new software that's coming out and also with the new hardware of, four, of iPhone 14. So iPhone 12 doesn't have the hardware, but the software will still work to a certain degree. But iPhone 14 does have the hardware and the software connected, which allows if you have zero reception, it allows a satellite to communicate with your phone in emergencies. So if you think 
that you're not, if you think that if your phone is turned off or if the battery is dead or if for some reason you're in some remote wilderness that you can't be found, just going to say you can be, at least now with the iPhone 14. And the reason why I thought that was important is because, you know, how many millions and millions of iPhone 14s are out there, or just iPhones in general? How many million, the new Google Pixel that's coming out, brand new one that's coming out, or the Samsung? Or, I mean, all these phones have such amazing advertising for phones. No, I'm just saying that these are, are the they three paying us now. Thanks. Thanks no. for letting us know. No, but hey, they maybe they'll keep us on their platforms if we talk about them a little bit. <laughs> so, here's the deal is that these, this technology that we have in our hands, it is, it will become what I believe is called capitalism surveillance or surveillance in the home. When you talk about a one world government, one world financial system, one world whatever you start to realize these it's being set up as we speak. And it happened. Look, we didn't have these suckers in 2004. I think that was the first iPhone that I ever got was in 2004. So not even 20 years ago, did we have all this technology? And in 20 years, the technology has taken us to literally the ability to reach globally in seconds, if not milliseconds. And now there's a artificial intelligence where they're, potentially talking about translating almost at the sound of someone speaking. Come on. I don't know what else you can say about how far we are and how close we are to the end times, but we're there. We're there. I think we're there. Yeah. We are there. And, and even if we're, we're, we're not there fully, we're, we're three and a, we're a three and a half year window away, which, and why is that important? Because of when Jesus comes and the rapture happens, certain things have to happen to fulfill prophecy within a three and a half year window, you know, that first three and a half years, it's, you know, it's going to be crazy just because where did the people go? Look at all the destruction. And then what weather, you know, things are going to happen that God's going to show, <laughs> you know, we're there from a timeline that can be fulfilled. Exactly. So moving on to things that make you go, we need to get to the red horse, the rider on the red horse. Um, is this video, we actually showed a, a video about this earlier, but just to show you the more capabilities that this robot has, GJ, talk us. I'm going to keep it on mute because. Oh, you're going to have to talk us through because I didn't post this. I didn't. What? Maybe I, didn't, I, I don't know. I didn't, I did not post this one. So this guy starts off and says, oh my gosh, I left my toolbox down there. And so the robot's looking for the toolbox. And so he decides, oh, oh my gosh, I can't get, I can't get onto this. Uh, the scaffolding. Oh, here's a board. Here you go. I'm I'm talking it through for those that are are listening on podcast. And then, oh, there's the tool. There's the toolbox. I'm gonna grab it. I'm gonna hop up these stairs here. I'm gonna walk across the board. I'm gonna hop up without hitting his head. Hey, most people can't even do that. And then he throws the toolbox up to the guy, and then pushes over this box so that he can jump back down again. So. I mean, this is a robot that's kind of seeing the issues that are in front of it and then making these decisions based off, oh, then it doesn't flip off the back, which most humans can't do either. So this is the kind of technology that we have out there right now. And it looks like it still looks like a robot with this huge battery pack on it, it looks like, or whatever the technology is there. But I'm just saying, there you go. What else can I say? Well, going back to that article that you showed earlier, I mean, uh, AI technology, robotics, I mean, it's there and it just continues to get better and better and they can use it for good and they can use it for bad. 
Speaking of robots, JJ, talk us through this one. Oh my gosh. Robots are treated better. Hundreds of workers rise up, clean a big brother like system. Ah, great segue. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think that says it right there. So oh, a little company called Amazon. So workers in the United Kingdom, you know, staged the first strike because robots are taking over. Robots are taking over. I mean, and and you know, there's been movies. I mean, I remember probably 20, 30 years ago, there was a movie, The Rise of the Machines. And uh we're seeing it right now. And and then what's happening is now they're putting humans, you know. They're taking over the workspace, so humans aren't being hired, and in some cases, they're being let go. So now they're uh, upset. So that was really the premise. But but the real point here isn't about the the workers being upset. It's about humans are being replaced on everything that can be done because of technology. Absolutely. I'm not sure which one to show first, but maybe I will show this one right here. Right here. I think you posted, whoa, okay. whoa. you posted one. So what's going on in New York City right now? All right. So well, uh, there's several things that made me go, hmm. One, one is, okay, demon-like sculpture installed atop historic 1896 courthouse. All right. Well, that there makes me go, hmm. And then, and then there, there it is. There, there, there's the photo right there. Yeah. Right there. Right there. And. There's this big push to, to get rid of all these statues for various reasons. Now they're installing statues that have a demonic tie. So talk, we just talked about Big Brother. And now, now you know, the Lucifer, Satan, demons, they're real. And a lot of people can dismiss it. And really, the, Satan's done a good job of making it like, well, I'm not really real. Well, Satan is real. And there's a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes that are very evil. Now that is coming front and center and they're showing themselves on all fronts in our media in print at events at, and on our buildings more so than ever before. And what I find ironic is where's the pushback? Where's the pushback? That's a good so, question. Again, it's like, uh, and you know, I've talked about this a lot too in reading the Old Testament, you know, where they gave homage to Baal and they had these statues. And, and I know we've talked about where, you know, Moses goes up on the mountain and then Aaron, who's in charge, well, Moses is gone for those 40 days and 40 nights, they build a calf and it, it was really in, in homage of Baal. And, uh, which is blasphemy to God. And so anyway, we're seeing this more and more and more. We're seeing buildings being built that look like, uh, you talked about Babel, the tower of Babel, uh, Amazon ironically is building a, a, a building in, uh, Northern Virginia that resembles the tower of Babel. I mean, I mean, you can't write this stuff. It's, I mean, it's happening right before our eyes. And then one last thing before we hop into the rider on the red horse, there was a post by an Instagram called at Vegas Starfish is who it is. She saw this show that just came out at the Wynn in Las Vegas. And no, they're not paying us to say this either. But the reason why I thought this was interesting is because I've actually been to the Wynn and I saw the there's this one water show that they did there called Kai or Rye or whatever it was. And they've 
transformed that stage, which is in the round. So there's no bad seats in the house there. They've put together this show now and they call it The Awakening. So I'm going to just leave it there. I'm going to play it for everyone. And hopefully the sound will come through clearly. That's the first one I wanted to show everybody. This is a whale. It looks like it's floating in the air and it looks like it's a hologram. Now, I couldn't tell if it was a hologram or if it was actually some kind of balloon up there, but I'm like, where are they going to keep that balloon? So that's one thing. Looks like demonic creatures coming out yep. of the. Yep. I, was, I, was, I was just saying that. Yep. And then let's keep going. Woo. Yeah, very demonic. That right there was one of the ones I wanted to show. And what it is, is it looks like a huge, what looks like a human or a god, if you will, that's reaching down to and grabbing the hand of a actual human being that's there. I mean, when you see, when you see something like that, and I'm going to show the rest of it in a minute, because there's one other scene I want to show, but this right here to me with the, what's called the awakening, it makes it seem like, and I don't know a lot about the show. I have to do some digging into this to see what it's actually about, but just seeing what I saw there makes me feel like everyone is having this awakening and realizing, oh my gosh, there is a greater higher power, but which one are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the one and only true God, or are you going to choose the counterfeit God, which is Satan himself? Now, we've, we're just reading through Revelation, right, GJ? And there's that one uh, passage of scripture right in the time of Noah that talks about the Nephilim that has relate, re sexual relations with the daughters of men. Now, the actual term Nephilim means from the root, the fallen ones. That's what it actually means. So mm. we also know from, from the New Testament scriptures that Jesus saw Satan or saw Satan or Paul saw Satan fall out of the sky like lightning. It took a one third of the angels with him. So you, you kind of have to wonder who is this God that they're setting up? And in the show, what are they presenting? Because we don't know what the one true God looks like, number one. And so anybody that cast an image of God in the way it's in, that's not him is idol worship. I'm just going to put it right out there for everybody. So let me just finish uh, playing the rest. It's only about another 30 seconds. So we can't hear it. So those that are listening. What's that? I said, we can't hear it. So those that are listening can't hear it. So oh, okay. Well, that's uh, what we're showing here. And I'll just put it on mute then since you can't hear it anyway, that there's this, what it looks like either a coffin or some kind of, platter, if you will, like a little handle on top. And what comes out from underneath of it and I'm gonna is this right here. So it looks like there's some kind of a demonic being that's on this platform that can't get up and is locked down in some way. Um, so in any event, I think that there's, there's so much more to this than me see. I kind of want to do a little digging into it, but these are the kinds of things that we are glorifying, magnifying, and looking at. And do I think it's a sin to go see these things? I'm not going to say it is, but what I will say is you need to go pray it up and make sure that if you do see this, even if it's for the purpose of trying to figure out what it is, you need to pray yourself up before you go in there. Because I guarantee you that some of these things have a lot of demonic forces tied to them. That's all I'm going to say. And people can disagree with me. That's fine. They can send me emails and notes. God bless you. I'm not in for an argument. I just want you to know you need to be ready. You need to keep your mind and your heart guarded. And make sure that you stay focused on the one and only true God. All right. Any thoughts about that, GJ, before we get into the red, the ride on the red horse? Well, the first time ever I agree with you. Um, <laughs> first time. Woo, first time for everything. Hallelujah. As you're showing that, 
some some of my spirit is getting a little they they you know call it the heebie-jeebies. I don't know what what word to use. I don't know why you why that came to mind. And the one thing that I've learned is the more I'm in the Word, the more I'm in prayer, the more I'm in communication with God, I have a higher level of sensitivity to things that I see or hear or feel. And as you're showing that, I, that's the first time I've seen any of that. And I can see the, some of the demonic symbolism, and I can feel just the, the sheer evil that's behind it. Now, I'm sure if you went, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the coolest event. It's cool. I mean, it's amazing, the technology and how they can do it. And here you are in a room, and it's like you're there. So there's the cool factor, and it's the wow factor. And a lot of times that's the allure that Satan uses. And then it says in the Bible, protect your eyes, protect your mind, protect your heart. And, you know, a lot of times when, you know, you can say, well, we, I'm okay, I'm strong, I got Jesus on my side. Correct. There's the, you know, if you're going to go to something like that, you better have the ar- your, your full armor <laughs> on and, you know, the God's armor on you. And um, the thing is, is that, okay, why we continue to put our, you know, eyes and minds to stuff. And the other thing is, if you're supporting those things, and, and believe me, we've done it. I know I've done it. I know Dan's done it. You know, there's things we've seen, we've paid for. You know, in hindsight, I wish I hadn't. And then it's like, okay, well, you don't realize till after the fact. Like Dan said, that's not a sin. The thing is, arm yourself, be in the Word, be in prayer, have communication with Jesus himself, which you can have at any moment, and surround yourself with the right things that are actually righteous. And now because the things are converting so fast, it's like, okay, what do I do? Sometimes you just got to say, I'm not participating. I don't need that. And no matter how cool it is, and that's the allure. And uh, I think that's human nature. We want the allure. I mean, it happened at the Garden of Eden. Yes, it did. And by the way, just um, we can give a shout out again to Eric. Uh, he has, he sent me a couple things uh, last week and a week before. Helpful as I'm looking into some of these um, uh, teachings that we're doing in the book of Revelation. So thank you, Eric. And don't forget, we will have Eric on eventually. As soon as the bar is over, we'll be able to schedule that so I can focus and um, and get him on the show. I'd love to have him on. How many weeks? Three weeks from today. <gasps> All right. So we've been, talking about, we've been talking about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And the first four sealed judgments. And uh, we've just touched on the first one last week with the rider on the white horse. And what we discovered is, is that the rider on the white horse is the Antichrist. And that's what I believe. That's what, that's what I believe he is. And because he, the crown that we see that's placed on his head is like what a champion would wear. And then the crowns that are on what Jesus wears in the end of Revelation are what you would crown on a king. So we understand that I believe that that is a counterfeit of who Christ is supposed to be uh, in the rider of the white horse. Now, the rider on the red horse is in Revelation chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. The symbolism of a fiery red horse has been traditionally a portrait of war and bloodshed. It is possible that the rider is the same as the first sealed judgment. And I didn't really think that through until years ago when I was doing this research, but I've always thought that they were a different rider, but I do believe that this is the same rider as the rider on the white horse. Mm, that's good insight. Yeah. So that the coming world ruler will arise in an atmosphere proclaiming peace as the rider on the white horse 
but he will soon take that peace from the earth as the rider on the red horse. Now, wars, as we see, we've talked about this in Matthew 24, and that's one of the reasons why we do this show. Wars will increase before the end of human history as we know it. It appears that just prior to the return of Jesus Christ, wars among the people of the world will intensify, as we're starting to see, along with the cries for peace, which we're starting to see even more and more. Apart from the return of Jesus Christ to this earth, there appears to be no way to stop the constant fighting among all the nations of the world. Senseless, bloody conflicts take place every day in some part of the world. We have become so used to the news of war that I, I actually grow weary of the reports. And I know you do too, GJ. I'm sure many other people out there do. The tragic fact is that thousands of people are being killed by these wars every day. Now, the horse is fiery red, and we cannot help but relate this to the description of, of Satan as, quote, an enormous red dragon, unquote, in Revelation 12, verse 3. Satan himself is behind the wars and the struggles of planet Earth, but he himself is a conquered enemy. We have to understand that. God's plan for human history is being worked out according to the divine schedule, not some satanic calendar, okay? So what happens when the red horse appears? Three things are described. One, world peace is ended. Two, many people are killed. And three, military power is placed into the hands of one man. The statement of Revelation 6-4 says, quote, its rider was given the power to take peace from the earth is incredibly awesome in its, in its implications. Look, efforts to bring peace are constantly being advocated by world leaders. The World Economic Forum is talking about it on a weekly basis. Here we have one man, a rider on a red horse, who is able to remove peace from the earth. What a contrast to the angel's proclamation at the birth of Christ in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, where, where the angels proclaimed glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what was being ushered into the earth when Jesus was born. So at the coming of Christ, we were, giving hope, we were given hope of peace on earth. But at the coming of the false Christ, peace is taken from the earth. The Messiah is called the Prince of Peace in Isaiah 9.6, but the false Christ takes peace away. Jesus Christ is the only one that can offer us real peace, not the world's kind, not just suggesting a cessation of hostilities or a signing of a paper to lay down arms for a little while, which is called a treaty. The peace that Jesus offers is the peace of the heart, no matter what tribulation goes on all around us. In John 14, 27 and John 16, 33, his peace, Jesus's peace is settling the greatest hostility of all the hostility between ourselves and God. So my question is, have you made peace with your maker? The Bible speaks of the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, a peace that will guard your hearts and minds, as we talked about earlier, through Jesus Christ. Many people will be killed. We cannot accurately determine how many people will be killed during the great tribulation on earth. In Revelation 6, 8, one fourth of the world's population will be killed. During the sixth trumpet judgment, Revelation 9, 15, and 18, one third of the remaining population is, el is eliminated. Those totals would equal one half of the world's population. At present world census figures, that means over 2.5 billion people will be killed during the tribulation. No, actually more. 
four down because that was when I wrote this, this was years ago. Almost four billion people will be killed during the tribulation period, minus the number of Christians that have already gone in the rapture. These figures don't include the other judgments depicted in Revelation that include and indicate that death and destruction for the people of the world is coming. It's possible that this fiery red horse judgment is like a panoramic picture of the killings that will take place through the tribulation. Or it may speak of additional killings that may take place or will take place at the beginning of this time period. Revelation 6.4 tells us that people will slay, literally slaughter one another. Some believe this refers to the rise of violent crime, which I don't doubt will be the case or the rise of anger and frustration in people, and they have no way to take it out. I believe it's this fiery red horse, the rider on the fiery red horse that is releasing this violence on the earth. People are killing each other with no apparent military or political reason. So then what is this great sword that it talks about with the rider of the red horse? The text says, to him was given a large sword. Well, to, to me, that means there's a remarkable military and or governmental power that's given to the rider on this fiery red horse. So when a ruler is given a sword, this is the last thing I'll say before we close it out, GJ, it usually expresses his right to exercise capital punishment. And that we can see that in Romans 13, chapter, uh, chapter 13, verse four. In this text, the rider is given a great sword, emphasizing unusual powers, declaring his authority and influence over the affairs of planet earth. Revelation 13, 7 says of the coming world, ruler, that authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. So that's why I really truly believe that the rider on the white horse is the Antichrist, and the rider on the red horse is also the Antichrist, and that one ushered in what seemed like peace in the first three and a half years, and then the second three and a half years was violence, destruction, and military power. All right. There you have it, GJ. Well, each week you you provide some new insights for me personally. So I don't know about anybody else, but just for me, there's the insights. And then, and then you know, you talk about the Living Word, and you know, my dad's Bible, and he, you know, he wrote. And for those that are have heard us over and over, you know, he was a very good note taker. Um, he wrote at the bottom, right underneath chapter twelve in Revelation, Satan's pursuing the church, he has been beaten. So what you're, this, what you're saying is that there's, he's pursuing the people. How do we know how it ends? Satan is beaten. So do you want to get, do you want to beat Satan, beat, beat Satan today? Then all you have to do is recognize that Jesus died for your sins. He's willing to forgive you. All you have to do is ask, ask him to come in your heart and make it anew and then move on to a new path, and he will help set that new path in acknowledging that he is Lord and Savior of all, and the only way to the Father, the true Father, God, is through his son, Jesus. So um, if you want to beat, beat Satan, all you got to do is pray right now and do those, those three or four things, and uh, the other good news there is we'll see you in heaven. And I believe, and Dan believes, we're going to miss a lot of that craziness because we're already gone with him in the inkling of an eye. So like you said, let's say 4 billion pe people die during that timeline, and let's just say a billion people all of a sudden vanish. 
That's five billion. I mean, just think of the craziness that would happen and business and I mean, normal things. And I mean, just the sheer chaos, then you lay, lay on the level of fear that's going on and the unknown, what just happened. I can see, I, I just see it more and more. And, and obviously we got that movie out that's right now that Kevin Sorbo did that talks a lot about, it's, it's about the tribulation period. So let's pray. So father, and I, and I challenge everyone to, to recommit or commit to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So, Father, we thank you for sending your son to die on the cross to forgive us for our sins. We ask that you come into our heart. We recognize that you are Lord and Savior and Lord and Savior of all. And we also recognize that in spite of all the craziness and all the things that we talk about on a daily basis <laughs> or a weekly basis uh, or whatever we read or we see that's happening, is that you're able to give us peace. And the only way to find true peace is through you. So I ask that you come into my heart. I ask for forgiveness of any sin that I've committed. I ask that you come in and make my heart new and set me on a new path, a new course, so that I can have impact for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. I hope you made that decision today. And if you did, we're praying for you. We believe in you and we believe that God's going to do an amazing work in your life, but it's not just for you to hold on to for yourself. Go out and share it with other people. So GJ. In times that chat. In times that chat. We'll see them all next week. Next week will be two weeks for my test. Ah! And we may have a special guest joining us next week named Brandon Naramore, and hopefully he can still make it on and I'll reach out to him today, but God bless everybody. See you next time. We love you. We'll keep on doing it as long as Jesus hasn't come back yet. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.